Welcome to episode 45 of the Monster Squad with your hosts, Becky, Jen, and Abby. Where us real, down-to-earth, and sometimes raunchy moms talk about our lives. So get ready to reach into your inner monster and take this journey with us. Welcome back, ladies. Hi. Hi. Hello. Okay, so, so much has happened um, in the past week. Um, the biggest thing was Jacqueline ended up being hospitalized on Tuesday. Um, she came home from school last Friday uh, and was complaining she didn't feel good. And so I was like, okay, took her temperature. She was running a temperature. And then Saturday night, she ended up, started throwing up. And which I think we might have mentioned because Saturday's when we recorded this past week's episode. And I think I had said Jacqueline was sick. Maybe. I don't know. But um, she did end up throwing up and then continued to throw up. And normally when this happens, all I do is bring her to the ER. They give her some fluids, some Zofran, and they send us on our merry way. Well, I bring her to the ER on Tuesday um, per her request. So I was like, she must really not feel good. Because usually when I'm like, we're going to the ER, she fights me. Yeah. Um. So she actually was like, okay, we could go to the ER. And I was like, oh, damn. Um. We left. It was probably about 1.30 in the afternoon. Uh. Got there around 2. Sat in the freaking waiting room for an hour and a half. This poor kid is still throwing up like she has a bag that's. They gave her, like, one of those mm-hmm. vomit bags. Yeah. Um. Finally get called back at 3.30, and they put us in a cubicle. Like, in the hospital, in this particular hospital, it's a regular emergency room and a children's emergency room. And they ended up putting That's- us, <laughs> they ended up putting us, they have, it's called, like, fast track. So it's just chairs. There's no beds. And they put us in there. And the doc- the doctor came in and I explained to her, um, or sorry, I explained to him that, you know, she has FMF. This is what it is. Like, all we need is some fluids. And, yeah. and I need her blood drawn because I need to have her blood work done. Um, and she needs Zofran. I said, the Zofran I gave her didn't work I don't know why so he's like maybe it's just older or something he's like we'll give her some so they gave her the Zofran so the last time she actually threw up was around 3 3 30 Tuesday and then um but it had been going on yeah for so she's definitely four and a half was majorly dehydrated yeah so much so that she looked gray again they, they asked me Three times if she has ever been hospitalized before this. And not three times. I said, no, she just needs fluid Zofran and we'll be good. And like after the third time and her blood work came back, Mm -hmm. he's like, well, we're going to admit her because her gap is really high. Now, I had no idea what that meant. I was like, okay. And I, yeah, it's uh, the ask acid or something in your blood the acidic i don't know it has to do with that um and Mm. like 
Yeah. Okay. So um, I kept trying to ask what it was because I had her blood work from the first time we were here. Well, for whatever reason, they could not find that information. I have um, yeah. on Google what it's gap means. Acid. And it says the anion gap measures the difference or gap between the negatively charged and positively charged electrolytes in your blood. If the anion gap is too high, your blood is more acidic, acidic. than normal. If the anion gap is too low, your blood isn't acidic enough. No. Yeah. So they kept telling me it was really high. So I have the blood work and I'm like, well, what's the number? Like they were like not telling me. And then I'm like, well, can you get me the blood work? Like, I want to see her results. And they're like, well, we can't do that. I'm like, why? Like, I have it from the last time we were here. That's weird. Um, so they're like, well, it's like out of our hands. We're admitting her. And I was like, this is ridiculous. So it's now like 530. And this poor child, all she wants to do is lay down and sleep. And, like, she's so le- le- I can't lethargic. Say yeah. Um, I mean, the nurse at this point, she was being a little rude at first. But then, like, once she started talking to Jacqueline, she was actually, like, really, really nice. They were trying to find one of the reclining chairs for her or anything. And then um, they did have one bed that was in, like, a storage closet type. Like, it was, it was a room, but it also had, like, their supplies in it mm-hmm. and she was like I'm just gonna put her in here because we were waiting for a bed upstairs mm-hmm. so we're waiting and waiting and waiting and like you could hear her every now and then get on like the calm or whatever and be like still waiting for my PICU patient like she's been down here so finally the doctor comes down from upstairs and she talks to me she was like asking me questions about the FMF and all this and blah 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 And she's like, oh, so this is pretty normal. And I'm like, yeah. Um, And she's like, okay. And she's like, why is she still down here? And the nurse is like, they told me they didn't have any beds. And the doctor's like, "Uh, all the beds are open. There's no reason why she should be down here. Another like, like we did not get upstairs until after eight o'clock. Just one hit after another that made zero sense right. for any sort of compassion. Right. That towards whole time, this child. That whole time we were sitting in the ER, she could have been getting fluids. They only gave her like they they had hooked her up and brought out like one of the smaller bags of fluids and only gave her a quarter of it. Like it was so little. Like she needed. An entire big bag. That's what she needed. And they gave her like a quarter of it. And granted, she stopped throwing up because she had the Zofran. But she was still gray and sleepy and everything at this point. I'm like, that I worries knew she... me most. I pray. Well, I'm daily, but even more so when when Jacqueline gets sick. I am so, so worried that so... it's going to take a turn for the worst well, and not be able to come back from it. So it's just gut wrenching. We finally get upstairs and Gianna had showed up because I was starving. I hadn't eaten all day. Gianna shows up and I'm like, Hey, I said, I need this and this from home and get me food. She had brought me Dunkin' Donuts. She brought me a 
a coffee. And she's like, I'd rather stay here. You know why I'm laughing because, of course, we spoke. Yeah. She's like, night. I'd rather stay here. I'm like, I'm like, well, I'm not leaving until she goes upstairs. Yeah. And she's like, well, just run home. And I'm like, I'm not leaving until yeah. she goes upstairs. You're the parent anyway. Yeah. Like, they're not going to be like, okay. So, <laughs> like, we finally, it was probably between 8 and 8.30 that we went upstairs, and then we got her in her bed. She made them pick her up and put her in the bed. It was hilarious. But they were all like, you're so cute. Okay, we'll do whatever for you. And um, the, the night nurse was amazing. She really was amazing because Jacqueline was a pain in the ass like she is when she's sick. <laughs> um, she would just randomly start screaming out and like, she wouldn't tell us what was hurting. And we kept trying to tell her that she can't keep screaming because there was a baby there. Mm. We're like the baby's sleeping, like, and granted you couldn't really, like they had the, the rooms pretty soundproof, but I'm like, you, you, you can't do this. So finally we get her all situated and it's like, Eight, it's probably about 8.30, because I think I got home around 9. Yeah, Jen's and, talking to me on the way home, yeah, and I, she's like, I don't want to be coming home. I tried to send Gianna, but no, here I come. I'm like, yeah. well, you are the parent, but anyway, yeah, since so, you're on the way home, I have a whole box of goodies for you and something that might cheer up Jacqueline. Can you just pull in my yard, let me throw it through the window, and keep going? So that's what I did. I grabbed, now, um, Jacqueline wanted her her blanket, which she named Sniffaloo like two years ago. (laughs) And all she kept saying was, I peed on her. I peed on her. And I was like, ugh. So I had summer. I'm like, look, I don't have time for it to get washed and then put in the dryer. I was like, hand wash it, wring it out really good and throw it in the dryer. It should be dry. Yeah, that bitch was not dry. So I ended up, I didn't leave my house until almost 9.30 and get back there (laughs) and, uh, you know, her blanket is still damp, like very damp. Um, So she was mad about that and I'm like, whatever, like, get over it. it." Yeah. Uh, They gave her, we were up all night. I swear, every time I finally dozed off, she would wake up screaming. It was like every 30 minutes to an hour. And then she'd be up for a while. And then, you know, she had to get up to go to the bathroom a few times, which is a project in itself because she's she had a EKG thing hooked up to her. She mm-hmm. had, like, the finger thing hooked up to her. Plus, she had the IV. Mm-hmm. And she kept walking faster than I could. And I'm like, slow down before you, like, you're, yeah. you only have so much lead. Yeah. Um, so, after all that, um, the doctor, no, the nurse was, they were getting ready to, like, change shifts or whatever. And the night nurse had come in. And she's like, it was, like, four in the morning is when I had this conversation with her. And she's like, so something about 6.30. I don't remember what she said was supposed to happen at 6.30. And then she's like, and the residents are going to come in. She's like, it's a teaching hospital. She's like, not like MUSC, but we do have residents. I was like, whatever. And she's like, and then breakfast, we ordered you a breakfast too. Um, They're like, they have her on a liquid diet. I'm not sure why. And I was like, yeah, she needs regular food. 
And then, especially because she hadn't eaten right. And then, um, she's like, the doctor will be in around ten, and I was like, oh, really? Okay. So, at like, they brought her breakfast, but not mine. And I'm like, (laughs) so then I tried to drink the coffee, and it was so gross. And then. Kenny's mom actually texted me and she was like, hey, how you doing? Do you need anything? Do you need coffee? Do you need um, tea? Anything? And I was like, as long as it's not the same coffee as downstairs. She's like, oh, God, no. So she did end up bringing me a cup of coffee, which I appreciated so much. I thanked her like a hundred times. The doctor finally came in around 1030 and I like I was ready and I, like, basically laid out, I I taught these residents, <laughs> like, her whole thing. And even the doctor, like, had questions because he really had never heard of it. Because it's so rare, they're yeah. not right. as trained. So they were like, okay, it. so this is normal, blah, blah, blah. And we went over it. Um, her levels were higher than when we were there in November. And she had not much higher. It was a 22... The Annan gap was 22. Uh, so the normal range is 3 to 11. Her Annan gap back in November when I took her was 22. This time it so was you, 24. So you have known about the gap. You just never heard it called that. You've heard, no, heard no, it no. called Annan. No, I knew. I knew. I just didn't know what it was. I've heard it before because I have all her test re- results. Right. Um, I just didn't know what it was. Okay. Um, so then, like, I was actually pulling up her MUSC records. So even when she's not in her flare, her Annan gap is, it's not high, but it's it's a 12, which is right above, point, yeah, right, right above the normal. Um, the only thing that concerns me, so there's a lot of things with people who have FMF that have underlying things. Um, and my, our biggest worry, even with her nephrologist is her kidneys because she has the protein in her, um, urine all the time, that which was really, if she ends up it was to go really high. Yeah. And, um, her glucose levels are always very high. Has there been any talk whatsoever about dialysis with her? Okay, no, that's good. no, he just said we, he wants to keep an eye on it. So we go every six months now. Good. Um, because Which I, I knew that, but I never even considered. Yeah. No, he just wants to keep an eye on it because he said like, if it, failure. if it, but I was, because I was awake because she kept waking me up every freaking hour. Um, I started like researching like other underlying things that might get hidden because of fmf because like they're similar you're overlooking them right. because you know you now know have a and diagnosis to what's been going on yeah. for so long one of them is leukemia Ugh. um kidney failure uh there's like a whole bunch of like all things that are um well maybe not maybe it's not leukemia i don't know something with an l um lupus all, I don't know. I, it was like the middle of the night when I was reading this. Um, but I do want to bring it up to her immunologist next time we go, or even her nephrologist, who is absolutely amazing. Um, 
just to get their take on anything. I did send all her blood work results to her immunologist. And I think I might have said, like, is, is there anything I should be looking for, like, to be concerned about? Like, because they never say anything about her glucose. And her glucose is always high, even not during a flare. And I do know her pediatrician had told me she is borderline diabetic. So, like, how can I try and watch that or keep it down? Because trying to get that kid not to eat sugar is really hard. There's certain things to do to (laughs) not have it so So, high. But, yeah, so we ended up being discharged. They told us at 10.30 in the morning that we would be discharged and he was going to get us out of there. I lied and said I needed to get the bus um, because at 12 o'clock we were still sitting there. And I was like... Yeah, whenever they discharge, you're like, oh, oh we're going to... And forever. it still takes, it takes you three forever. more hours if you're lucky. Because even yeah. last year, trying to when waiting to discharge from... Giving right birth, there, yeah. they're like, we're gonna just try to and I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, I just want to go home. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, at that point, don't come well, in and get my hopes up, and then let right. me sit here for and another. Jacqueline half at a this day. point was complaining she wanted the IV out of her arm, which at ten thirty they did say, okay, we could take her off um, the fluids, like we'll we'll get the process rolling, blah blah. blah. So at like twelve twelve thirty, I'm like, hey, like. I have to get home for my son who gets off the bus. Do you know about when we'll be out of here? Which isn't a complete lie, but he was still home before you got home. Mm-mm. I got home at 2. I left at 2.30. I 2:30. saw him that day because he was like... We where? left at 2.30. Oh, 2:30. right. That's what it was. Because he came into the yard and said, where's my, where's my sister? And I turned and looked and realized her car was gone. I said, why do you need the key? And he said, no, I have one. I just wondered where she was. I said, it wasn't my turn to watch her. I wasn't supposed <laughs> to be here anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, so, but we finally got discharged at 1.30, ran home. Now, I had planned on doing all my packing for the wedding that day, and that got shot down. Mm-hmm. So I ran home and packed in, like, 15 minutes, forgot half the shit uh, I needed, and was messaging my oldest to bring shit over to uh, Kate and her husband because they hadn't left yet. And I was like, okay, this is just wonderful. Well, and so leading off of that, um, for any of you listeners that are up to date, um, the elephant in the room, we did have quite the shit show last episode. And everything is fine. Everything happens for a reason. Um, We always say we may or may not be drinking, which is the truth. Uh, last episode, Abby titled it that we were definitely drinking. And, of course, she was not because, you know, she's due for Samara any moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, which we'll give you guys uh, some info on that in just a moment as well. Um, but first of all, I would like to uh, just say that, you know, normally when I drink during the podcast anyway, I typically start off right as we start off recording <laughs> that particular day. I hadn't had sleep in a few days, not for any in particular reason. Nothing bad was going on. Um, I hadn't eaten. I'd just been busy. And I was my back was really bothering me that day. So I may or may not have taken a prescription that may or may not have been prescribed directly to me that has adverse effects. And those of you that are up to date and follow us, 
you might remember a little story about me getting kicked out of a Halloween trail. Same, <laughs> same um, things mixed together in Becky's system. We now know does not work. Um, again, I take accountability for my actions. You could cut the tension with a knife. And um, for all of us involved that felt any certain way, and you listeners as well, I apologize. Um, although I also stand by who I am as a human being. Most importantly, I just want to offer a public apology to our good friend Jory and his now bride, Mrs. Morgan Trevino. Um, myself and my husband did not attend the wedding. Also, AB and Ad, 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 Abby, and I'm not drinking. <laughs> Abby and AJ didn't attend, both of us, for very different reasons. Um, I had full intention of going, and um, that pre-recording on Saturday night not only ignited during the podcast, but afterwards, um, and, you know, the men going to the, you know, club, which I still don't think we got into our full feelings about that. <laughs> um, I was trying to protect them all night, and then somehow I ended up being the bad guy of it all, um, and even Abby said that. To me, with her own words, to her own man, that Becky was trying to stick up for you guys. Now she's the one that's in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But um, to Jory and Morgan from Team Sanford, uh, sometimes, although not ideal in timing, your marriage comes first. I don't care who you are. Yeah. Your marriage comes first. And unfortunately, at that point, my marriage took precedence over the beginning of the Trevino marriage. Um, I wanted to be there. I thought about multiple times just taking up and and showing up late or whatever, showing up with my husband's tux on me, and I was just going to walk down the aisle. (laughs) Um, We had some things going on, and and I want to give an analogy, and this goes for love relationships, best friends, mother-daughters, every relationship. You don't just start a relationship like a car, you don't just get your car and get it in, in it and drive. You need to put gas in your car. You need to give oil change. You need to rotate your tires, eventually get new tires. You need to constantly work at that car so that car can work for you. Mm-hmm. And if you forget about that in your relationships, um, then things are going to go awry. Mm-hmm. Um, John and I have always been very, very tight and, and very much in sync. Although ever since I said that, unlike episode 33, I feel like him and I have had a lot of moments over the past few weeks, Mm -hmm. um, that have just, we've been off. Mm -hmm. Um, I've talked to you guys, the listeners, um, all met our friend Bree, Um, who has talked about, you know, being one with the earth and how the planet's alignment very much can have something to do with our, um, our actions and, and, and reactions and whatever. And apparently, um, Mercury is in retrograde right now. That has a lot of effect on things, whether you, (laughs) whether you believe or disbelieve, um, these are not excuses from me. I do not have an excuse. Bottom line. I put my marriage first Mm -hmm. and guess what? The things that came out between him and me and, and of course involving our daughter, um, we really got to the nitty gritty of things with each other and really both realized a lot of things um, equally, not just one sided that you do this or don't do this. 
both of us were like, oh, yeah, I can see that. And we and we worked on it and that was necessary. And um, did I want to be at that wedding Did I I was looking forward to it? I was excited about it. Uh, but I also believe based upon things that happened, not only in my relationship with my husband, but um, unfortunately, things that were said with myself and Kate that night, whom I do love and respect very much. Um, I felt that if I went, that emotions uh, were running high in my zone, mm -hmm. that you guys already know how I cry during a wedding anyway, like I did at Kate and Kenny's wedding. Like mm -hmm. I was so happy for them and excited. And when you feel the love and, and that magic in the air, for me, I'm an emotional person. And I added all of that to all of the fire that was going on. I felt that my not being there was way better than going and then having a complete different shit show added to it. Yeah. That nobody wants at their wedding. Mm -hmm. um, so I made a choice that I felt best for everyone involved but most importantly, myself and my husband. And I stand by that. And I, I I did make a promise that I would be there. And I broke that promise. And for that, I'm sorry um, to everyone. Mm -hmm. um, and if I it can't be seen as to why I chose that, then it is what it is. There it is. There's no excuses. It's out in black and white. And that's that. We're all human. We all make mistakes. And the only thing you can do as Jen has expressed many times, and we all agree with, is we cannot live in the past. Mm -hmm. So let's brush our, brush our shoulders off, straighten that crown, and move forward. And um, that's what I am doing. Another saying that I re always really like, and I usually share it when it comes up, is a relationship is like a flat tire. You don't just throw the car out and get a new one when there's issues. You fix it. Correct. Absolutely. Um, so that being said, Abby, uh, let's lead into you and why you and at, um, it, not drinking. <laughs> I speak better Me when I AJ. am. She can't speak our names, apparently. Abby. <laughs> why the two of you didn't go to the wedding? Um, so we didn't go to the wedding because as you all know, I am expecting pretty soon. Any minute now could happen. Pretty right much. In about five minutes. Um, <laughs> So we thought it was best um, since it is a distance to be at the wedding. We wouldn't be home locally. Um, I didn't feel comfortable being somewhere. And my Not luck. close to your doctors yeah. and your familiarities. Yeah. And my luck, I'd go into labor. And given um, my condition with Samara, which I'm sure I mentioned yeah, prior I on here with her umbilical cord not inserted correctly into the placenta. Um, it just didn't make us feel comfortable being away if that happened and then panic mode and we would have had Riker with us. And that's like another thing to figure out if we were rushing. Right. And right. I'm sure in the events it would have gotten figured out if we did end up. Well, going. Jory did mention that there was, I believe, two doctors that were going to be <laughs> at the wedding. And I don't want to be that story. <laughs> I think it would have been great, God. honestly. Um, but no, I didn't have her yet. So it is. Um, but actually, when they hear yeah, this, but she will when be you, yeah. yeah, so we do pre-record, as you guys know. So by the time you do hear this, I will be having Samara in my arm. At least two days old. Yeah. Because if she doesn't go on her own, they're going to induce her on Tuesday morning. Yeah. 
So they'll induce me on Tuesday. Um, that doesn't mean that I'll actually have her on Tuesday. It could be oh, Wednesday. Oh, that's true. Correct. Because um, when I was induced with Riker, it was the following day when I actually had him. So we'll see. I mean, I did have a baby pretty much a year ago. So this could be a faster right. labor, which tends to happen. But all in time. And we'll that see. being said, <laughs> why, while we are on the subject of Abby and bringing a new life into this world... Uh, we may or may not record for a couple of weeks, yeah. and we wanted to give you listeners the heads up on that as well. Uh, we did offer you consistency in the past um, after our rocky start, um, you know, with COVID still very present and things going on that we would like drop and then we'd be gone for two weeks. And we did promise consistency, but I think that you all can understand um, that Abby's going to need a break. We are pre-recording today. We all have our lives to still continue on with um, and things to get done. So we are going to try and make sure that we drop again after Thursday, the 27th. We're going to try and drop that first Thursday in May as well. But if we do not, this is our disclaimer to it. Yeah. That Stay tuned. We will be back with you in a few weeks and just know that Abby is getting used to being a mom of two in diapers <laughs> and <laughs> us... Yep, yeah, two under two, and us friends are going to be there if you need anything at any time. Um, but some things need to take a back seat, mm -hmm. and in this case, it's going to be the Monster Squad. But I assure you that by the very latest, the beginning of June, and that's really pushing it. Yeah, it I don't just, think it'll be that long, but no. you never know. But just hang in there. We will be back. And that leads us into... <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Every fifth, well, you all came to hear <laughs> every fifth episode listener stories, and we are going to start off with I can start off Abby reading our first one. All right, let me get to it. And as uh, your listeners will notice, this one's going to be a little bit different than our typical listener stories as well. It's not like just random stories from listeners. Mind you, Abby's the only one that has read these ever. <laughs> Jen and I are always new to it, and that's because Abby's the tech girl. <laughs> All right. She's the one in power and control. All right. So this is going to be the first one. It is anonymous, as all of them will be anonymous. Anonymous. Jen. Good, I won't have to say it. <laughs> so it starts off like this. Do I have a right to be upset over this? So... My husband and I are currently living with his mom. Every time he gets home from work or in the morning, he always checks in with her and asks her if she's, she has eaten, but never bothers to check in on me about it. And then in quotations, I'm always up first. It just makes me so upset, and I start to just hate living here. But I don't know if I'm just overreacting. I'm just over it, and I feel like living here is just ruining my marriage. And then she put, if I bring it up, it starts an argument, and then I'm the selfish one. No, we moved in not long after his dad passed away because he didn't want her to be alone. I said, okay, since he said it would only be six months. Well, it's been over a year now. And that's where it ends. So that's a really tough. Situation. I, I have an opinion as well. Um, I do, however, <laughs> I, I do, however, 
um, agree that you have every right to be mad because if he's not checking in on you also, as a wife, you need that just for mental health, need that check-in to make sure, you know, everything's good. Yeah. I mean, I agree in a sense where, like, I see where she's coming from, but do I think you're overreacting a little bit? Yes. Um, just, <laughs> huh. um, I think so because you need to think it, the reason why you guys moved in, her Is husband. Is he a mama's boy? And mind you, we are not trained psychologists. No. <laughs> We're <laughs> just are, giving our thoughts and opinions. our opinions. Um, but to me, um, her husband did pass away, what, a year now? Um, and it's his, Grief is, his father yeah. and she must, she's probably still depressed about it and whatever. So he is checking on, making sure she's eating, making sure she's not right. shriveling up in her room. Right. So How I get that as grieving? a son, he's checking up on his own mother that he, you agreed to go in to live with. Yeah. Did you agree to go that long? Has it been? No. Um, but I th- that's something that you guys need to work out and maybe set something that, okay, well, by this time, maybe we should be getting our own place again or something like that. Squad goals. Because, um, yeah, I wouldn't want to live so, somewhere with my mother-in-law or, forever. Uh, like, if you're financially able to, um, you know, they make the tiny homes out of, if she's living, like, in the same quarters and not, like, a mother's, uh, mother-daughter suite type house, maybe get, like, uh, one of the sheds that you there, could turn into a tiny home. Yeah. So, yeah, like, she's still right there, but not in the same living quarters. So, here's my thought process on it. First of all, there's a lot of variables that, um, even just based on her uh, comments towards us and her asking of us, there's a lot of questions I have right off the bat. Is he the only child? Um, oh, that's a good one. You know, so... Is he a mama's boy? Is he a mama's boy? Right. Now, um, I go back and forth with how I feel about him checking on his mom first as opposed to her and something that you just mentioned about, um, which she did state in the story, that the mother recently lost her husband. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't thinking that when I was first about to burst out with my comment. Yeah. So that opened my eyes to another yet variable. There's so many different things. As a wife, um, you do have to take a second seat at times. Um, I think more so sometimes that comes with the children um, as opposed to a mother-in-law or your own mother. um, And we all have either non-existent or meddling or whatever. In this case, you did agree to move in. Um, you do know that she was grieving. I'm assuming by the story you moved in after the death transpired. I think the mother moved in with them. Either way. Yeah. Um, I no, do. they moved in. Okay. They moved in with her. Mm-hmm. Um, now, monetarily wise, by the sounds of it, you know, again, another variable. We don't know if they moved in with her. Sure, it could have been out of the niceties to make sure that the mom's solid mentally wise after losing what I assume is her first and only husband, the love of her life, even if it's her second husband. Right. Um, but that husband needs to realize he didn't marry his mother. He married his wife. And that's not to say to turn his back on his mom. 
But the husband, it sounds to me, does need to come up with a happy medium. Mm -hmm. And if the wife is unhappy, then he needs to figure out how to fix that. Here's another variable. What kind of wife does he have? Or is the wife's requests of the husband unreasonable? Yeah. We don't exactly know exactly what she's saying to him mm-hmm. or she just and he she's just said right there he's getting mad when she brings it up. So somehow or another, you guys have got to figure out a way to sit down and talk like calm, rational human beings. I have just recently had this in my relationship, which I never thought it gives me. The chills, because I never thought I would have to say that out loud, because here I'm tooling around like everything's great <clears throat> and I'm blindsided. Yeah. Um. So, again, the car, we need to fix it. Mm-hmm. And both parties have to be willing to do so. If one of those parties is putting on the brakes in that car, we have to figure out why. And is it worth continuing on? Mm-hmm. If you if you vowed to spend the rest of your lives together then I think, yeah, it's worth to, to figure it out. And if he's being stubborn, why? Yeah. Does he have something that he wants you to do that you're not doing and he's not opening up to it because it's going to be a whole other shit show? So many opinions I could have, so many variables. I don't think she's being unreasonable to, to want her husband's attention. No, I don't think so either. I just think maybe she's being a little overreacted about the situation. Possibly. Um, again, you know, there's you, I don't know what stories we're about to read. If there are more questions for us, which I really like this thus far, um, we're reaching into our inner monsters. <laughs> um, and, and when you do write in, you might think that you're giving us like every bit of information, but I guarantee you, you're whether missing it be, something. Yep. Yeah. So we just go off of what we read Correct. and that's. Um, I do think what I believe Abby started to say is goals. If you guys agreed when you moved in, sounded like you were able to talk that you agreed when you moved in that it was going to be a six month thing. Mm-hmm. Life happens. We've, we've heard uh, people that we know or whatever that, you know, we thought this was only going to be a six month deal yeah. and then they're there three I years I was later. only supposed to live in this neighborhood for five years and here we are on year six going on year seven. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's life. Yeah. Um, yeah. You always have goals, but I mean, it's not that you're Sometimes never going to reach those goals. sit down and reevaluate and um, like make a new Plan a new because plan. it's not like your old plan just isn't Always working and isn't right isn't and going in. So sometimes you just need to sit and down also, and reevaluate. As we get older and things happen in life, although we may not think we've changed, we all change in one way or another based upon our job, based upon our children, based upon our income, based upon death. All of those things change us in one way or another. Your taste buds change every seven years. Every seven years. Mm-hmm. Your yeah. allergies. Really? Mm-hmm. So we need to learn to adapt and change together and communicate. Communication is key. And if you can't communicate with those you deem closest, then I, I don't know what to say. Oh, excuse me. I would just say double check with your husband. You know. So, Get out, raw iron. Get out a raw iron frying pan. <laughs> Knock him over there. Listen here, motherfucker. <laughs> also, um, I, I just have a question for you, Anonymous. 
Did I just say a Jen? Yep. Holy shit. I meant anonymous. <laughs> anonymous wife, um, are you motherly towards your husband? And what I mean by that is not nurturing. I mean, are you treating your husband as a child? Because I see relationships like that, too, mm-hmm. where the wife is in charge and basically ordering the husband to do this or do that as opposed to be letting him be his own human being. By the way, that's not me I'm talking about. <laughs> um, so good luck. Um, I do hope that the mother is not suffering depression and um, can pick herself up and um, maybe realize that she is being a burden um, or maybe the husband is over-exaggerating, taking care of his mother. He clearly needs to come up with a balance and you as the wife, if you agreed to this situation, you need to figure out how to be supportive. Mm-hmm. That's my bottom line. Okay. You heard it here from Becky first. <laughs> <laughs> Jen, you want to go ahead with the second one? Yep. Okay. Thank you, anonymous listener. This may sound dumb, but is being married important to you? Oh, this is a good Oh, Abby and Jen. <laughs> Vent. Not sure why, but it is to me. I've been with my boyfriend for almost five years. Man, Abby, this is right up our alley. No wonder Abby picked it up. (laughs) Was best friends before. He still is my best friend, too. Very healthy and happy relationship. But if I say anything about getting married or even make a joke about it, he gets quiet. I'm not telling, asking him to propose, but he doesn't see the point. I know it's just a piece of paper, but it hurts. I'd love to call, I'd, sorry, I'd love to call him my husband and to hear him say my wife will melt my heart. I'm not asking for a big wedding. I'd settle for a damn courthouse. I'm not asking to be married soon, but that he'd eventually consider it will make me happy. We have kids together. He knows I want to someday. Our relationship is damn near almost perfect. I don't see why he won't consider it. To the point that if he was ever to propose, I'd think it was a cruel joke at first. More shock since I don't see that happening. It hurts. I think Abby wrote that in anonymously. (laughs) (laughs) I swear I did it. And we've been together seven years. I don't care if you can change some details. I swear. I think Abby wrote that shit. Uh, I swear. Um, no, so I totally get this one, um, and I'm sure Abby does too. Mind you, for you listeners that maybe you knew or don't remember, if I can just start you yeah, off. Go ahead. I want Jen and Abby to voice their comments on this first because they are the ones pining to be married. For you listeners, <laughs> Jen has been, married been twice. legally married twice and is coveting this third one three times a charm. Abby hasn't been married but is going on her second child with the man she's been with for seven, seven years. years. And go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you were I, starting I off. I so I was waiting on you. Um, so, yes, being married two other times. Obviously, I was actually really young both those times. I was 18 the first time. No, it was the day after my 19th birthday. And 22 second time i don't know something like that um 24 
the second time because I was nine months pregnant with Logan at the time. Um, And, you know, neither one of them were my dream wedding. Neither one of them were. Basically, I was pregnant. So, I mean, granted, we had summer and then Logan, but we were engaged for three or four years. And when I got pregnant with Logan, he actually called me. He's like, let's just do this. And then that's what happened. So to me, um, like neither one of them, plus they didn't last very long, either of them. The one was three months and. So she yeah. says doesn't count. It doesn't count. Um, <laughs> Even though it, was, it does. It be- Thank you, Abby. <laughs> it basically could have been like an annulment. Um, but, but it wasn't. <laughs> but, um, you know, like the Sorry, thing with my- Chris, the thing with Chris is. Very early, so Chris and I will be together for seven years in September. And the thing with him is, he always said very early on in our relationship was, if we ever get married, it's forever because he doesn't believe in divorce. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it bothers me more that we're not even just engaged, is because I'm like because well, he made that comment, right. and now you're and feeling like. like Right. Do you not want to be forever? Right. Or um, does he think that it won't but when work he, and he's biding when his he time? Ta- and when he talks, he talks about forever. Mm-hmm. He talks about when we're old and this... Um, oh, that makes me get choked up too. And But it's like, okay, but what you, what's holding you back? Like, you already plan to be on... And I've said to him, like, I don't even care if we don't get married. Like, just put a ring on it. Like, just like it, put, put a ring on it. Um, just, like, to show that, like, you mean forever. Like, like commitment. Right. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. And here comes the uh, anonymous behind <laughs> this. No, it is not. I swear. I swear it's not for me. We'll never know. I swear. I believe you. I'm, uh, I'm messing. I just, I definitely picked it because I knew how related it was. Um, but yes, I can see where this person's coming from, um, going on seven years with someone and haven't been married yet. Um, yeah, it does hurt in a sense because here you are, you know in your head um, that this is the person you want to spend the uh, rest with. of your life with and... I know typically it's the man that proposed. There's times where I'm like, do I have to propose to you to get it done? Like, are we are we changing it to new school? Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I can see him rocking a big diamond on his ring finger. <laughs> what are you about me? He'd probably be like, get the fuck up. What are you doing? Well, it also goes back like with our our first story, or even like kind of what you just went through with John like is there something underlying that you're just not telling me and this is why or yeah I mean there's points where um where I'm like well I'm good enough to be the mother of your children why am I not good enough to be your wife now I have have you asked those questions yeah and we've had conversations do you feel that he's being open with you yeah okay um I AJ's I think he's not a typical I mean, he's a man, but I think he's different from a lot other men that I've known, that I've seen. Um, he, 
I mean, marriage is a commitment thing. His parents never actually got married. They were married by law for being. No kidding. Yeah. Um, so, so I think maybe a, a little bit that, yeah. has to do with that. I know sure. he, with his past relationships with his two other children's mother, um, they were rocky. So, I mean, I get it where, you know, to make that official yeah, step. Yeah, but you shouldn't have to live in comparison to I know. them either. Um, but I also think um, he's more of, he wants to make sure we can have the dream wedding financially. That's nice. Um. He wants us to have our dream house, whether we tear this place down, build here, or whatever. Um, he has all these things in his mind that he's trying to set up. He wants to make sure the kids are taken care of, okay. whatever. That doesn't mean you so, can't be engaged. All right. So <laughs> that I'm, can all happen. Now I'm going to intervene as a married woman. So I'm going to kind of hit with what you were just uh, discussing with AJ um, and then backtrack to the woman that supposedly wrote this in that's oh not God. named Abby. Um, You're going to so, have him think because he listens to this and he's going to think oh, I wrote it well, and I did it. I don't know. I don't think it, it takes a perfect stranger to figure out that sounds really, really close to you. I'm, I'm messing. I don't think you wrote it. I'm just messing with you. But um, those points that you just gave about AJ, um, since you listen, AJ, then I'm going to talk to you directly. You are never going to be as financially stable as you want. And then you, you might get there, but then you want a little bit more. You want a little bit more. Um, you're never going to have that. Huh? I mean, come on. If you waited, that's, that's my thing because you're together now. Um, I mean, do it because you want to, not because you're being forced to. And I'm saying this to all men, not to yeah. AJ, not to Chris, not to any man that I, I know. Because the last thing I want is a ring put on my finger. Just because you feel forced. Because yeah, I don't want that either. Be, I want you yes. to want it. Right. Um, but my, the bottom so line and is... if you don't want it, let me know so I can find someone who does. <laughs> <laughs> um, the bottom line is I don't feel that waiting for you to have the perfect house. and that, Yeah, I agree with, you know, finishing certain goals. And not saying that these other goals aren't realistic, but how long is that going to take? And you didn't wait to fill the rooms in that perfect house with the kids. So why are you waiting for the marriage? That would be my opinion towards AJ. Um, my opinion towards this woman, um, she asked her first question, is being married important? I think that boils down to individuality. Yeah, it depends um, on the person. I think being a female, we've talked about men are from Mars, women are from Venus, right brain versus left brain, that we're not geared the same um, and, and yes, I do agree with you, Abby, that AJ is a different, he thinks differently than, than if you were to quote unquote, say most men, mm-hmm. um, Kate was pointing out the other night that, you know, my man isn't like that. Well, first of all, I'm the one that lives with him. So I kind of have a little bit better idea of what my man is. And I do know that there are certain things I shouldn't expect. Like I think John and Chris are a lot more alike in, they're not maybe going to give that which I think I said. That surprise and perfect wedding that AJ might. I think AJ is the one that's more apt to do those things. And I think that's great. Um, but I also know what my man is capable of in setting up surprises and such well, like I that. Well, I know what Chris is so, capable right, of from I know. our first date. Exactly. So you <laughs> gave you high expectations. Yes, right. so it was like, <laughs> you, oh, well. <laughs> you, can't, you can't set the bar way up top. And then once you've um, gotten the... the, the the milk in the cow, however that story goes about what yeah. is it? You can't 
get the cow and drink the, the milk for free or something. I don't know. It's a horrible saying. Probably why I don't remember it. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know. I do agree um, with you, Jen. Like, if you're talking about forever and you're talking about forever with me, you've specifically, you've specifically given me situations where I am that old person next to you holding hands when we're old. And why can't you just at least buy me the ring and make the commitment that way? Like back in high school in my day, the promise ring, <laughs> the pro- right, the promise ring. Okay. Um, and I know that's still not what you ladies ultimately want. Um, but all I know, um, I think all of us women, as we were little girls, were brought up by those fairy tales with maybe those unrealistic expectations of our knight in shining armor coming in and sweeping us off our feet. Like I was saying in the last episode about a vow renewal and what, what I would expect and what I would hope he would do for me, totally different than what he would probably do for me. And I understand that, but it's not unreasonable for us women to hope and dream. That's okay. Why can't we have those feelings to hope and dream? Mm-hmm. But bottom line, is being married important? I don't know. Is it, listener? It's up to you. Yeah. Is it? And if it is, and, and again, don't, don't communicate. Don't feel like if, say, you're surrounded with people who it is not important, don't feel like you are the oddball out or something because there is people like Abby and I. It is important to us. And Becky, I know, is it's important to her. It is, but I um to cut you off. I can also relate to Chris. I was one of those. I I come from a divorced family. Um, he doesn't. And no, I know. Oh, but and neither do I. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So that that sounded wrong. Saying marriages forever. Saying marriages forever. I vowed to myself before I vowed to another to a man that when I got married it would be forever. Oh. So well, so I, did I. Well, it's not my fault. The first one was a deadbeat and left and cheated on me. And the second one had to got into drugs and spent all no, the money on and drugs. And no, nobody's placing blame either. Um, in my last relationship, I was with him for 10 years. Um, I've now been with John for 10 years. John is officially my longest relationship. That man, we actually broke up three different times. He also proposed to me three different times. Um, I, and of those three times I had... Two different rings. Don't one of them I pawned, and the first one, <laughs> the first one I threw at him, and I never saw it again. Um, but there were um, opportunities for him and I to have gotten married and have a story and a dress and whatever. I put the brakes on. One of which was in still in the beginning when I still very much was head over heels, lust, you know, all of that hot steamy goodness going on. But deep down in my heart, I knew there was something missing. And with John, it was all all systems go. And I didn't want, I didn't say anything about him putting a ring on it. He did it on his own. And very quickly, we, within February to November, we were living together, moved 800 miles away, engaged, then pregnant, then married, and boom. I would actually (laughs) probably still be married to Summer and Logan's dad if it wasn't the drugs, drugs yeah. because for the first, we were together for seven and a half years we were married for five of it and for the first like five years we were like, me, like a really great relationship and everything 
And I, I would like to ask you, Jennifer and Abby, I want to ask this question in a different way as opposed to is being married important? Why Jen and Abby is being married important to you? And go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's just that final step of commitment where it's, we are, I mean, even in a relationship, you are a team, you are whatever, but it's, the fact that I get to be like, this is my husband. Yeah. Right. Basically what she said. And he's like, this is said. my wife. Like, now, when you introduce, like, so it does kind of, like, put me, like, not down, but it's, it like, kind of, like, ugh. When, like, we go out somewhere and, like, girlfriend. I'm being, yeah, I'm being introduced. Oh, this is my girlfriend. Whoa, how long have you guys been together? Seven years. Then, like, you can see the expression on other people's face. face. Especially like, with a child involved. Yeah, in they're, like, they're like, oh, and it's like. But you know what? For, I, go ahead, Jen, um, answer the question. Pretty much why. that was actually like what I was going to say. Now, I do, if I call somewhere. Um, Jennifer already announces her I, Chris as husband. And I wife. will say my husband. I if don't I'm, because I'm not. <laughs> if, I'm inter- Ouch. <laughs> if I'm introducing him, like say we just met you, I will say this is my boyfriend because he introduces me as his girlfriend, mm-hmm. but if I'm talking to someone, and I ask him all the time, like, what do you call me if you're talking about me? What are you doing? Trying to find um, her, her story. <laughs> and he says it depends, like me, it depends on who he's talking to. I'm his girlfriend at work, even though they call me his wife because we've been together for so long. I don't even think but they I can... know we're not married. So why is being married important to you, Jen? Because... I just said what Abby said, like the oh right, the and final... I said that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. It's the final piece and, of and the puzzle. And I've grown up in a household where my parents got married. They're still yeah, my parents together. Just celebrated forty and years. I've always admired. Well, your dad was married before your mom, though, right? Yeah. And I've always admired that. that and I always, yeah, but that doesn't. I got you. Aspired that to be my life too once I got married that this is the person I'm and I want to be like those old couple be like oh we've been married for like 50 50 years I'll never get that I got married when I was 39 I will never hit a 50 year anniversary that's why this 10 year one is super important but that's the thing the longer (laughs) we wait I can't be that old lady okay has anybody watched the most recent episode of a million little things yes Jen yes with Greta, the wedding. And where they say something about two weeks, that's two weeks longer. I don't want to be a spoiler. I don't want to be a spoiler. So any of you that watch A Million Little Things and you have not years. watched season five yet. Skip. <laughs> Skip. <laughs> give me 30 seconds. Um, shit, why do I, don't I remember the mother's name? Greta and who? Catherine. Thank you, Catherine. A Million Little Things? Did you tell me Catherine does. Yes, we did. Um, Catherine says to Greta because they're planning oh, go. Right, she right. says, "You know what? I One of us has to be able to up. say I've been married to two you as long as as possible. possible. Yes, and let's not let this make it two weeks less yes, than yes. we are married. Okay, you can resume. Not that you can hear me. If you really did <laughs> fast forward. Um, so yeah, I get it. I I get it on so many different levels. I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's all I ever wanted, and I and I finally got it. And to even fathom losing it, 
especially when you are that much in love. Um, you know, I mean, maybe for some men, you know, maybe, maybe if our dadsters would step up other than AJ and actually open up for a change, come in here and maybe answer some of these questions and be open and honest. Like what, why do you have a fear of commitment? Like, I mean, because again, men think differently. So are they afraid of the work that's involved if it ends? Are they afraid of the work that's involved to go through the courthouse bullshit of getting a divorce? Um, I mean, wh why? I, we don't know. Um, I, yeah, being married is important to me just because it's something I wanted. But is it necessary to carry on with a meaningful relationship? I, this is, I don't know that I can answer that, honestly, because if I weren't married right now, I think I'd be pissed. Um, but because I am, I think I would be like, you know what? I've got the man and he's not going anywhere. But wait a minute, is he? Because it'd be so easy for him to without that piece of paper. I don't think that's a question that can be answered as far as is being married important as to why is being married important to you? Mm -hmm. So thank you for writing in anonymous number two, AKA Abby. Oh my God. <laughs> we love you and best of luck. <laughs> uh, our third story is also anonymous as Abby said at the beginning. And it says, good morning, fellow mamas. I came on here to vent because the start of my Tuesday has been so overwhelming. I have a beautiful baby boy whom was born in October of 2022. I own my own business for the past seven years and work from home six days a week since having my son. I also take care of my mother-in-law whom has Alzheimer's. Now I can relate to that. Um, and has the cognitive function of a five-year-old due to the diagnosis. Um, I do not have any family as I was adopted, oh my goodness, and lost my parents almost a decade ago. I conduct all the responsibilities of the home, clean, cook, laundry, take care of my son and mother-in-law, errands, pay bills, etc. My spouse also owns and operates a business, but works less in the winter due to the weather and the nature of the business. His schedule has just started to pick back up after a slow, steep time with continuous rain and snow squalls. Yesterday, Monday, was a burnout day for me to the point where I was not feeling good and overall felt off. My spouse has not worked since Saturday, so I asked if he could take over watching the baby for a while so I can take a power nap. He stated, no, this is my job. And other women do this without help. Oh, Mama Bear Becky is puffing up. <laughs> I do just that as he does not do anything. Instead of I being able to take a nap to rejuvenate, he decided to take a four-hour nap after sleeping, sleeping soundly all night. He leaves whenever he pleases for however long he pleases, I really wish you were YouTubing this one, Abby, because <laughs> my facial expressions are all over the map with this woman. Um, by the way, we're not YouTubing this one, guys. Sorry, I forgot to tell you that at the beginning. Carrying on, he leaves whenever he pleases for however long as he pleases 
And if anyone asks him about it, then look out. Instead of taking his $25,000 Chrysler vehicle when he travels, he ended up taking <coughs> my $60,000 Jaguar vehicle instead. The outcome was that he damaged the oil and transmission line, so it's undrivable until I fix it. So I cannot even have the luxury of going somewhere or bringing my son anywhere without walking or Uber, etc. Though that is not the route I should have had to take if we wanted to plan something like that. Kick him to the curb. Um, I have a, a wow. Um, okay, so first of all, let's just start off by saying that you are strong, you are brave, you are a warrior for so many reasons and probably plenty that I don't even know of. Um, overwhelming for your Tuesday is an understatement. I think there is more to that story. Was there? Yeah. Well, you, is it my little one? Oh, it is. My apologies. I thought that led on to the next one. My apologies. It to... should end as anonymous. Okay, got it. <laughs> anonymous. Jen? I mean, so I'm like, I okay. feel like there was more My to apologies, that my apologies. There is more to her story. My little one had a rough Monday due to his teeth and did not take any naps, with his wake time being at 6 a.m. He normally takes one to two naps a day, but yesterday was not one of them, and I was just overrun with having everything on my shoulders. After the normal day in my daily life of conducting all the responsibilities and not getting a break, unless I have to use the bathroom, my little one fell asleep in our bedroom a little after 10 p.m. My spouse knew and saw the responsibilities I conduct daily on my own, and he had the audacity to ask for a BJ. And for those of you that are not aware of what that is, that means a blowjob. <laughs> and if you don't know what that is, well, then God help your husband. <laughs> um, I had to conduct it or else that would have been blown up, no pun intended, a blown up argument started from him. Now it was after 11 p.m. and he knows I am just in dire need of sleep at this point. What does he do? He comes in the bedroom knowing that we'll wake up our son, that we'll wake our son up. Though he stated he was going to sleep in the guest bedroom so I can get some sleep. Sure enough, he wakes up our son and now it is after 6 a.m. and I am up with him alone. Over 24 hours of zero sleep and I'm having to start my day shortly. I stated to my spouse, I told you I was exhausted and did not feel good, and you woke our son up purposefully. I'm sorry, in this case, purposely. His response was, go be a mother and do your fucking job so I can get some sleep. I am just so overly exhausted and I have no idea what to do. Thank you for reading Anonymous. First of all, I apologize that I didn't read to the Anonymous section. I should have known better, but I... I'm actually, first of all, thank you for writing in a story in such detail. Mm -hmm. um, second of all, run. Um, being so raw, <laughs> what'd you say? Run. Oh, yeah. Three, two, one, run. Yep. Um, that's not okay. That's no, not a really That is not, not okay. okay. I don't care how much love you feel for this hey. man. 
Just because tons of red flags. Oh, big time. Um, That is an abusive relationship. Whether he lays a hand on you or not, that is a 100% verbal verbal abuse. And emotional. Emotional. um, And you need to. And he's like trying to manipulate you into doing things and being like, well, it's your job because you're a mom. The minute one man says to me, this is your job. Yeah. No, no, I'm giving you a freaking Hummer on top of it. <laughs> you get a Hummer if you show me you can be a team player. Yeah. So I can, I, my husband has never spoken to me like that. I know. Never and never would. Did I come from a relationship in the past where maybe some, in some ways, yes, there was definitely, I mean, I can relate to that. On different levels for different things. I was not the caretaker of anybody with Alzheimer's, but my grandmother had it, was diagnosed with it, and dementia. And um, my mother was the sole care provider for her until very late on. Um, she did go in a um, a nursing home, but my mother still went every day. Um, anybody that is aware of Alzheimer's knows that um, unfortunately, yes, the patient's going through it, but they kind of don't really know at a certain point that they're going through it anymore. Mm-hmm. So whomever that soul yeah, a lot of caregiver, you need to check in with that caretaker. Are you okay? What can I do for you? And for her spouse to not be the first person to do that. And for she's her. doing everything and she runs her own business from too. home. Yeah. Like that's a lot. And And, okay, so she also cared to share that clearly they have money, which we spoke of in that last relationship. Um, Is it tied up in expensive things like that? Or can can you get out? Um, Was there any kind of prenup sign? Because I'll never own a $60,000 Jaguar. And God bless you. It sounds like you work very hard and deserve it. Mm -hmm. So there's no no judgment of any way, shape, or form. I I only hope that one day... That I could have those finer things, but not if it means being treated like that. Yeah. And to me, it sounds like you're the breadwinner because based upon your story. You had the more expensive car. Not only that, but your job is six days a week and his is based upon the weather. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, um, what, uh, I don't know what's happened to you in previous relationships that you're still there. Are you still there because of the kid? Because trust me, it is... Not worth it. No, it, it does more damage on the kid to stay in a toxic relationship, which clearly this is a toxic relationship, than to get out of it. And the kid seems young enough right now. Right. No harm, no foul. Right. Even if he was 12, I don't care. Go. Do not stick with me because of a child. Yeah. And you don't stick around and, because and of a And you child. said you had a son. You don't want your son seeing that. Growing how up, seeing that how he's treating, he's treating yep. you. Because right. it's teaching him it's how, how to treat women. Yep. Absolutely. I couldn't have said that better. Um, and that goes for any relationship, too. Like, how, how you treat your husband, mm-hmm. how you treat your wife, your children see that. Yep. And that teaches them what to expect. Or what to give. Facts. Um, yeah, bottom line, run. Yeah. And it's easier said than done because yeah. there's so many factors and variabilities. Relationships are complicated. And then that takes us back to, is it just a piece of paper? 
are, is it hard to get out of because you're officially married? Mm-hmm. Like, there so many variables. But red flags fucking everywhere. Just the fact that you have to ask alone to be offered a fucking break yeah. is the red flag, let alone you asking and him telling you no. no that it's your job. And then he goes to sleep. I would have been like, Mm-hmm. And, go to sleep all right and see, then he takes see if you wake up <laughs> so wait how and then, those pe- what is it uh the dixie chicks oh the black pe- the, black eyed peas black or eyed peas what am i missing the dixie chicks uh earl the, earl how, the song how earl? those black eyed peas oh earl. yeah yeah well they kill the, him <laughs> and the fact that he takes her vehicle that like brings me into my past relationship and then damages it so, and he goes where he wants, when he wants, and he's not to be yeah, asked, leads him. me to believe that, that he's, he's doing things he shouldn't fucking be yeah, doing. Yeah, And he's doing it in your vehicle. Now, Why? wait. Uh, hold on. So, let's let's clarify that because... We can bash all day on this one. Well, <laughs> let, no, I'm saying let's clarify that because in, like, my relationship and your relationship, they are, if they want to go hang out with their friends or they want to go do this, they can do that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they... they check in with us to make sure like hey we don't have plans like is this okay yeah like, or, and, and it's not versa. so much it's voiced as a question but, but in reality I've they're also, saying we're going right. and doing this as I've we also do bit, right yeah. i've also been in a relationship where my ex did what he want when he want i never knew where he was when he was coming home who he was with I actually, that's one of the ways I found out he was cheating on me. And that's where I'm going with my ex before John. We only had one vehicle. And he took my vehicle from the get-go. And do you know how many women entered my fucking vehicle in my fucking bed? Mm. Okay, so I learned a lot of lessons from that. And I stuck around and I became complacent where it was just like, I knew that these things happened, but over a period of time... Um, there was brainwashing going on too. basically being told that I'm not worthy. No one else will ever love you. Like, yeah. you know, kind of makes you want to stick around because you, you start, think. even if you are a strong freaking woman to begin with, those things start to get into your head yeah. and they're not necessarily said blatantly the like that. Emotional they're, abuse. they're slowly put into you yeah. and then you just become like nothingness and which is what, and then whatever the best thing that ever happened is he took off good and he's happy now and that's wonderful that's absolutely wonderful because so am i and um this woman i i really hope that the strings tied to this marriage can be easily unknotted um because i wouldn't i we just said at the beginning with my own relationship about a car and maintaining it. And Jennifer, mm-hmm. you said about, you don't run away, you fix it. First, I would advise to fix it. But it's so blatantly, verbally, and emotionally point, abusive. I don't I don't. I would feel, run. I would yeah, definitely I don't fucking feel run. Like that's, yeah, it that's, doesn't seem like something that can or will, will be, be fixed. fixed. No, because I think it's also it'll a situation, fall into old habits. Right. It's a situation where they, the man may, you know, fix it, quote unquote, and why a month or two, but then slowly just go right back. Into and why are you taking care of the mother-in-law with the five-year-old yeah, cognitive not? ability? And again, I don't want to focus on your monetary um, life, 
but because you put it in that message to yeah. us, why, why she, isn't she in, a, in assisted living? Because it's not. Or why isn't her son helping take care of Right. Her? Why is it her job? Right. And I appreciate she seems like maybe she's a very giving individual mm-hmm. and she's getting trampled on for it. Yeah. And do not mistake my kindness for weakness mm-hmm. is what I my bottom line is on that. All right. Well, thank you. The best of luck. Again, I apologize that I took a little hiatus thinking your story was done and it wasn't. <laughs> um, that was based on my own brain. Um, my friends have the right to put me in a home when because I'm heading there. And it's, if I'm well, not Becky easy, will be tied up in the backyard. Yeah. Oh, right. I forgot about that. <laughs> and we her know? fireball. <laughs> yes. And do you know what? I have the perfect shirt for me to wear while I'm out uh-huh. there. I've, John and I found it the other day. It has the fireball symbol on the back and on the front front. It says WTF. Where's the fireball? Yes. I own this shirt. And Jen, if you kindly will do the cutting because it's a really big shirt. I need you to cut it and make it look cool. Why are you looking at me like because that? Because I really don't know how to do it. You Every did Braden's really, really it, well. I just kind of like well, hope and pray that it comes out. I just did it and I had to throw the shirt away. <laughs> I, ha- I had one that said, say hello to my little friend. My little friend's going to the dump today. <laughs> All right. Next story or next one. My mother-in-law is so helpful as we are staying with her for a while, but it definitely has its downfalls. Every time my partner and I argue or have a disagreement, she is so nosy and leaves her door open or turns down the TV volume trying to listen to what we are saying. I've caught her standing outside my door once listening to my disagreement with my partner. We have no privacy whatsoever i'm so ready to get out of here we've been here for a month and a half and i've argued with her twice because she puts her two cents into my relationship relationship i'm over it so the meddling mother-in-law yep again that's not something that i personally have had to deal with um, or even yet um unfortunately my husband is estranged (laughs) oh yes jen's notes (laughs) Um, my husband, unfortunately, is estranged from his mother, or maybe fortunately, um, based upon the stories that I know from him, that it was never a good relationship. Um, so I don't know that I'll have to deal with it. And my mother, um, who knows, maybe will come to live with me someday, but I don't ever feel she's been the meddling mother-in-law. Um, if... If anything, it's just been, you know, my mother has had a traumatic life um, that is just, it's just pushing her down. And I started to briefly mention, and it has caused issues with her and I, because I, that's the only meddling part is I feel like it just comes at me out of nowhere and it's the same old stuff. And I try and try and give ideas and help and it it affects me that way. Um, I would not be able to handle a family member in my home putting in their two cents um, 
into my relationship unless asked. Yeah, or even just, like, being nosy, and you can tell that they're, like, trying to listen to right. yeah. shit. Uh, that's something that you're, I would, you would have to talk to your partner about and be like, this is your mother. This is something you need to talk to your mother about. I've already said something to her twice, yeah. and it seems like she doesn't matter. Now it's your turn to talk to her because us living here is not going to work Boy. out. I mean, I assume, assume, I don't know, she said for financial reasons they had to move in or whatever. I um, know, I think it just said staying. Um, I would assume it's financial reasons, and hopefully you get your finances up and move out um, as soon as possible. They, that I mean, that can take a toll on a relationship. I mean, I have fortunately had, even with my Okay, my first marriage, not so much. Me and my mother-in-law did not get along at all. It was classic mother-in-law, daughter-in-law feud. <laughs> um, but, you know, I had a pretty good relationship with Summer and Logan's grandmother. Still do to this day. It's been like 15 years, something like that. Um, and, you know, we're not as close as we used to be, but we have a pretty good relationship. Um, granted, we got closer after me and Chuck separated but um and then you know chris's mom we have uh a pretty good relationship yeah yeah Um, just i can tell too it's like we can turn that into children which clearly um you know we had them they have to live with us i guess oh with them being nosy (laughs) but i i can hear when john and i are having a private conversation whether it be heated or otherwise and normally it's otherwise, um, which is a good thing. But I can hear the volume go down on the TV or whatever. Because they're curious. And, and yeah, and of know. course, um, that's... A completely... But that's something I kind of expect out of sure. a child, not a grown adult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, agreed. Um, so, r- remind me, they're living with her? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that story as well? Yeah, it's been a month and a half. Okay, well, that's still very new. Yeah, and, and it's already... But there's, but has she been able to sit down with her mother-in-law? She said she talked to her twice, and it got into argument. Okay, I missed that part. So that's sorry. why I said, now I it's time may, for your partner to step up yeah, and say yeah. something. I may or may not had to go to the bathroom, but we're not YouTubing, so you can't see it. <laughs> and believe it or not, I don't think I've stepped out once in any of the YouTubes to go to the bathroom. Maybe I'm, maybe because I'm on camera, I'm trying to hold it together. Better. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, I would, again, it's a conversation that needs to be had. And everybody needs to get on board. Now, I mean, maybe because you're living in this woman's home and she has her wits about her, you know, maybe she feels her space is invaded. Why are you guys there? Um, how, yeah, that's what I questioned. Was it financial or right. like what's the um, situation? And I, I think the word variable is going to be used quite a bit in all of in, in all of these stories today because there's so many different factors. But the bottom line is, is that a mother-in-law should know when to butt out, whether it's her house or not. Mm-hmm. So unless they're coming in there and destroying her things and, and really trumping on her way of living, then I think that she, if she agreed to allow her son and daughter-in-law to move in. It might be same-sex. They said partner. Oh, well, and that's fine too. Love who you love. I'm totally okay with that. Yeah, I didn't. 
Um, I was just stating. Yeah. Because they said partner and... Sure. Um, Either way, love love who you love. He, she, it, lampshade identifying as, (laughs) I don't know. But, you know, if, if, if they moved in there, I think a lot of these points should have been discussed at first. Like, for instance, us starting the podcast. Um, you know, I, I know Abby and I had spoke and, and Jennifer had been a part of a couple times as well is that, you know, this is an agreement. It is a relationship. So, um, there needs to be some guidelines set up and adhered to beforehand. So, uh, just one example where this can be used in the business world as well as the relationship world is we are, you know, three generations of women that decided to do this. It was mainly Abby's idea and Jen and I jumped on board. Um, Abby is the one, not that it's anybody's business, but Abby purchased the equipment. So if the Monster Squad ever is to become lucrative, um, it's been a verbal agreement and now I'm putting it out there for anybody to hear in the future. (laughs) And Abby can use this legally if, if we don't agree and Jen's not saying anything yet. So right now I got merch. <laughs> I just show up and cause problems. I'm the meddling momster. <laughs> That's a new merch idea. The meddling, meddling momster. Um, but I have agreed that, you know, look, we we need to pay her back um a, you know a third of that equipment. So any arrangement, living or otherwise. There's obviously got to be some sort of um, agreement. Yes, line drawn, like a prenup, for instance. Like a okay. contract. Okay. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> I don't know where yes. going. A, a contract. Yeah. So you know, if I'm gonna have you and your family come live with my house, this is this is how we live our life right now. So this is what I expect this is out what's of you. Expected. And now you tell me, okay, well, I'm coming here because I have to, and thank you for opening your doors, but we still are a family, a union, you know, my partner and I, and um, we're in a bad spot that we need to come here, so probably not liking they had to put their hand out to begin with. Can you please respect our privacy while we're under your roof so that we can work on us? Mm -hmm. Stop meddling, lady. <laughs> All right, Jen. Thank you. Thank you. Anonymous listener number four. All right. <clears throat> I forgot. I have to figure this out. Two. All right. Honest question. How do y'all shower? Get any time to do self-care? I'm a first-time mom to three-month-old, and I literally shower. Did I say right? Literally, yes, you did. Congratulations. <laughs> As I said it, I'm like, shit, did I say it right? Jen normally adds a T in the word literally when when we first really started becoming friends. And I la- I was not the grammar police. It was literally, literally but you, you used to say literately. And for the longest time, I never corrected her on it. I couldn't help myself anymore. It'd been like a year, and I'm like, I can't deal with this anymore. Stop saying that. It's so funny that you just whipped your head around and looked at me because I didn't. That's funny, Jen. Uh, well, you didn't say anything, so then I'm like, shit, did I say it right? Damn. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Okay. 
Never have time. I could try while he's napping, but I get so anxious he'll wake up while I'm in there. Leaving my options to be showering after hubby gets home from work. But then I want to clean because I didn't have time to during the day. I also told myself I was going to work on fitness after giving birth. Yeah, that hasn't happened. <laughs> Send help. Wow. You're going to have to figure it out. So, all right, so my <laughs> best management. Ad- my best advice for this is if you have one of those bounce being, he's only 3 months old, he's probably not very mobile. Um yeah. either uh when he's sleeping have him fall asleep in a bouncy chair, one of those bouncy or swings or something, something and bring that- it into the bathroom with you so that way for your um, ease of mind, can just pop your head out and check on it. And then if he does or wake pack up. pack and play or anything. He's still, you can still soothe him with the sound of your voice. Right, or a monitor. Have the monitor in the yeah, bathroom where with you, you if see. he's in the crib. At three months old, if he's in the crib, he's not. Or schedule it to where when he's napping, that's when you get your cleaning done. Yeah. If you so that way when specific... your hubby gets home, you can take a shower yeah. and even maybe a longer shower and really relax. Well, specific nap times, it's time management. So if you have your infant um, sleep trained, I guess would be the word, where you're specifically feeding, napping at specific times right. of the day. Yeah, it's um, a schedule. The, Usually by right. three months. Although when does it like start changing? Because then they start staying a week long. Um, probably around that time. <laughs> I think mm, four usually, months. Usually it's every so schedule. like four months. It's like what they call sleep regression, and then it happens again around six months, and then it supposedly happens around one. Um, but every child's different as yeah, well, so right. you can't really base it off of that. Well, of course, there's the saying "sleep when the baby sleeps." Um, so time management is really tough. For a first-time mom, especially if you right. maybe don't have help of family close by or friends. I mean, I and it can to, be done. You're not the first mom, and I you will figure it out. I put them in one of those bouncy seats. Like, I'd go take a shower when they were awake. I would just yeah. put them in the bouncy seat and put the bouncy seat right outside of the shower because also the steam from the shower helps them with soothing them if they're crying and stuff like that. Or even if they're congestion. Yeah. Steam. <laughs> yeah, um, you can definitely find time for yourself. It just sounds... I mean, it, yeah, it's stressful and chaotic at first, and you, um, she's a first-time mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I get it. It's like learning everything off the whim. And, and, right, and maybe very it. nervous that, yeah, you know, if something right. happens on her well, watch yeah, or e- whatever. Even with uh, Mikey's little... Well, Mikey, when he was little, putting him in the crib at night, they didn't have the video monitors yet. Right. Um, it was the voice thing. But with Riker, like, there's a... When we first um, were home from the hospital and have him put in in the crib and I had the video monitor, like, there was the first few nights I didn't sleep because I was just staring Sorry, at the monitor, monitor being like, okay, is he still alive? Because well, <laughs> he was that excited. It's possible, too, that maybe she doesn't have the means to get, to get a video. visual or an audio yeah. monitor. Um, it, it just, she really has to work out a schedule. All mm-hmm. right, I just fed him. He's down for a nap. Boom, I'm going to go right into the shower. 
It may not work out in your brain because you're like, oh, well, I need to pick this up, pick this up. If you want that shower, now is the time to right. take it. Um, is your husband helpful for you when he gets home from work and takes over? Let Have you been communicative to your husband? I need some me time, even though, and it's only going to get worse the more they start walking and getting into things. So you've got, just take a deep breath, calm down. You are not the first and will not be the last mom that has needed to figure it out. You will in time figure it out and it's okay to make mistakes. Those mistakes also, you might be being more hard on yourself than you need to be. It's okay. Mm -hmm. It's a growing experience. So I like with the other three, I'm like, ah, you know, especially like the first one, I was all overprotective. I'm the first time mom like her, like I didn't want to leave her to take a shower and all this other stuff and then come two and three and you're like, whatever. But it was almost like when I there's five years between Jacqueline and Logan and it was almost like which I'm sure, uh, Abby, you can uh Okay. Relate. Re- yeah, re- thank you. Relate. You're <laughs> um, because there was so <laughs> many years between Mikey yeah. and, and Riker. Yeah, it was like starting uh, all over like again. It's like starting over. And I mean, Jacqueline was, what, six, I think, before her bedroom wasn't either attached or her yeah, in there. Yeah, just like, recently. And, and when we did move her... I was freaking out. Like, so, what if she wakes up in the middle of the night? Because she does still So some of these and- problems, I feel, are related to you as the mom. That your attachment to the child is the problem, as opposed to the child really being that needy of you. Mm-hmm. Um, so you need to reassess the situation. Me, for when Brayden was an infant, um, I... I was one of the moms where I didn't want you touching my kid unless your hands were washed. But as far as me getting some sleep or me taking a shower, I got that time. I made that time for myself and I don't remember it stressing me out. Um, and I do actually either thank or blame Jennifer. Well, have you guys um, experienced... For- <laughs> it- Jennifer's looking at me. Hold that thought. Yeah. Have you guys experienced... Jen says... Um, how she gets to the, you know, fourth, second, third, fourth child, and it's like, whatever. I'm first and only. I can't possibly have another. And once meeting Jen and befriending Jen and some of her parenting techniques, um, some I thank, some I blame, is just just let them work out. And I've turned into this. I don't fucking care. Parent type A and parent type B. Parent type A is your kid gets her. Oh, my God, honey, are you okay? Do you need ice? What can I do? Blah, 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 blah. Parent type B. Me. Well, if you would have listened to me the first time, you wouldn't have gotten hurt. So I told you to stop jumping. I was parent A, and now I and have I turned into parent every time. B. Becky, this is you. <laughs> me. Uh, Abby, as you were saying, please. Well, have you experienced, like, um, I don't know how to put it into terms other than, like, ghosts baby cries where it's like you you're hear. in the shower and you, and you think you oh, think I you're hear here to make yourself you, th- no. you think you hear the baby crying Jack and so you're eight. panicking and you look and you're like no it's fine mm-hmm. so it's yeah. like Jacqueline's eight and <coughs> I think it's just because she gets sick so much and she cries so much when she's sick um yeah, that, and then she's not. Chris, will, <laughs> Chris will be like 
what are you talking about? She is not crying. I was like, I swear to God, I just heard her cry. Uh, no, she's like sitting there watching TV. It's, well, Even though Brayden doesn't carry on crying wise very much, um, even when sick. Oh, by the way, she stepped in ants while I was walking. Brayden did. Here. Oh, no. I heard her and John going at it. He said, I told you there was ants over oh, there. Oh, no. <laughs> that poor kid. Well, there's his parent A is now I'm concerned and worried. And that's the first thing I'm going to do when I go home. <laughs> Are you okay? Because that sucks. Yeah. Even if you get one red ant bite down. I don't here, know that shit if she got hurts. bit by any. She just started screaming. Okay. And he he came over and was brushing her. Oh, off. God. And of course, we're like, get your ass outside. It's a nice day. <laughs> if she just stayed inside she on the tablet, it never would have happened. Over by the shed where we were noticing them. Yeah. A few weeks ago. Damn it. I'm feeling like really gut wrenched right now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she's okay. Um, she but, wasn't crying. Uh, well, fine. we're talking about the ghost cries though. Brayden's nine, and she can be like in sight of me, and I'll be like, "What'd you say?" She's like, "Nothing." Like, and with that nine-year-old already hormones just about there to kick in, <laughs> and I'm like, "You didn't say anything? no, mom." And I'll be in the other room. Are you all right? What did? I'm still hearing it at nine years old. So I still have that type A mom in me because I really want to speed this up now and go check on my child. (laughs) Um, You will find your groove. Mom, listener, anonymous, number five. How do you dot, 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 shower or have time for yourself? You will find that groove. You just, you have to make. Time. And you have to, and every day will more than likely be different, especially as right. the years go on. Um, and there will be some days where it'll be day three, and you'll be like, "Shit, I never took a shower," because it gets in the way. And if you plan on having more kids, you better figure it out now before you I add am, more kids. I am to the it. poster, not child, poster <laughs> mom, <laughs> poster mom of. <laughs> Dirty hair in a bun, freaking <laughs> messy, leggings. What yeah. is it called? Messy bun. Messy bum bum. <laughs> <laughs> messy it, bun like, mom. I, and I don't give a shit how I look. Uh, I don't yeah, care. I kind of. Unless we're going out somewhere nice <laughs> that I need to. Well, now that leads me to another thing, though. Like my mother always said to me, "You should," and and her mother said to her, "You should take time to put in some in some thought." As to how you look for when your husband comes home. Yeah, no. You love me for who I right. am. Well, that's how I feel too, but I do feel your husband wouldn't mind once in a while. No, because then I get, why are you all dressed up? And I don't wear makeup. Because so I thought you were going to finally makeup? propose to me today. <laughs> <laughs> but look at it now. Did I, did, I did my nails. I went and got my nails done for like, I don't know, like two years straight. Like hoping... And then then we were having a conversation. I was like, yeah, I was, you know, when I used to get my nails done. And Chris is like, you used to get your nails done. He didn't even I'm like, yeah, I used to go with Eileen like once a month. He's like, really? I don't remember that. I'm like, whatever. It wasn't going to happen. He didn't even notice. Well, leading on to. They only care if you're naked, so. Yeah, facts. (laughs) Low job now, please. <laughs> I mean, that guy didn't even say please. Um, moving on to our last listener story of episode 45. It 
says, found out I was pregnant last night. Well, damn, she's already on with the Monster Squad. Congratulations, and thanks for telling us first. <laughs> uh, really didn't believe it because it was a cheap test. And they're done that. Nope. John bought me the 99 centers. Yep, Dollar Tree. And thought it was probably a vape? Well, EVAP. EVAP. What does that mean? Um, That it, like... Didn't work. False negative yeah. or false positive, yeah. whatever. False negative. Negative, negative. Yes. All right. Thought it was probably a EVAP. No, it wasn't. First response confirmed it was, in fact, not an EVAP line. Panic has set in, to say the least. A lot of emotions and feelings. I had preeclampsia with my last and was more close to dying than I preferred. I hear that. This will be my third. I struggle with mental health. I am on medicine for ADHD, so I'm gonna have to come off it because it's not safe. My mood stabilizer is not safe nor is my depression medicine. I also have to stop vaping. Hey, I knew the vape was coming up. See, look at me with my ESP bill. <laughs> this was clearly not what I wanted or planned for. I hope I can just get comfortable sooner than later with this new reality. But I'd be lying if I said I wasn't completely terrified. I came across on mine twice. I almost read it again. Um, okay, so... I Now, I would talk to your doctor. Because there might be, being that you are on these medications, I know I've known of women that have brought it up to their doctor and their concerns, and there's other alternatives to help you while you're pregnant. Um, so that I would definitely bring it up to your doctor to discuss alternatives. Um, I probably should be on ADHD meds, so... But, um, well, and the hormones that kick in when you're pregnant yeah. alone, mm -hmm. even if you weren't depressed or struggled with mental health or ADHD, um, can turn you in that direction. So add, you know, that plus that, that's a positive positive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so like Jennifer said, I would definitely, definitely discuss talk it to your doctor. Cause maybe even just like weekly check-ins, um, just to make sure that you are and, doing all right. because And I get it with her last experience of almost dying. Which yeah. I can relate making, to. Making her nervous for having another one. The chance of it happening, happening again. again. I would definitely, definitely bring these concerns up to uh, a doctor. And tell express how concerned you are. Because that way you can get the help and don't let it get. To the point where it's it's scary. Yeah, uh, when I was pregnant for Brayden, although didn't have these extras that this listener does, um, I was being told from a very early stage with her that if she didn't kill me, the next one would. That's not something a pregnant woman wants to hear. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that was said to her while she was still pregnant or, you know, in the room when maybe her and the baby were almost lost, like in my situation. Sorry, my brain. It, See, ADHD, when you said in the room, in my brain, I said with Dr. Blaine. I would, <laughs> I was going, <laughs> except you know Watch what? a million little things. But you know what I was, I was thinking, Judy Bloom. <laughs> 
watch okay, a million sorry. little things and, and think about yeah, kids' sorry. books. That, that's my ADHD. In the room with, with Dr. Bloom, yes. Maggie. Anyhow, um, or who? Anonymous, anonymous. Um, gynecologist, primary care physician, uh, your your friends, your closest trusted friends and family constantly let them know where you're at make them know i'm not okay and it's okay to not be okay Mm -hmm. but don't shut yourself off from others so that this takes over for you yeah and every pregnancy is typically different so let's hope for the best prepare for the worst but hope for the best yeah um and your first step right now anonymous or not reaching out to us at the Momster Squad, who, again, we are not trained therapists, psychologists. We are just regular old moms. Mm -hmm. Maybe one of us should go get a... I started to. I started to go for um, psychology, um, adolescent adolescent psychology. Is that what you were talking about? (laughs) No, I heard Riker. we should go get a what? AJ's watching Riker. I know. I was laughing because I heard him. (laughs) Yes, that's what I meant. Like a therapist... Oh, okay. I'd, I'd be down well, with that. I don't know. Becky's losing her mind, so I don't know if she's <laughs> the one that needs to go to it. Yeah, my, my years are more numbered than you, ladies. <laughs> um, no, seriously, just just take good care of yourself. And whether you have those extenuating circumstances or not, uh, mental health. You have f- desire on. She's we a therapist. Can, you're right. Um, a licensed one. Mental health can is a daily thing with each and every one of us right how we perceive things how we handle things um but you can't be so hard on yourself as to to take it all on your own you do need others and you do need to give yourself a break each and every one of you women in one way or another we all need to give ourselves a break because I think a lot of us are very hard on ourselves yeah. at different times for different reasons. Um, listener number six, being pregnant, I we, as the Momster Squad, wish you all the best. Feel free to reach out again. Um, I don't know if we helped you in any way because other than maybe having a child that's slightly ADD or ADHD, um depression I haven't really suffered with I don't know if the other girls have or not and again I I was diagnosed with depression at 16 not that I take anything for it but did you ever yeah in the beginning were you pregnant did you get pregnant when you were on any of these meds no I was 16 okay and I was off of it two months later okay I didn't know if that experience could help or hinder no i'm not i'm not 100 percent sure that's why i said like i would definitely i mean i know talk to your doctor i know how when you're on these meds you you, so like with depression medication and i do know a lot about it because my mom's been on it for so long um they if you cannot quit them cold turkey um you will get like withdrawals. withdrawals like at with drugs you will go through violent which granted they're different for everybody but like with my mom she gets so sick and so you you can't just quit them cold turkey. there's also again variables um 
I'm the one that read the they story. They might even is, be able to put have, you on a lower dose is, or something. Is she with um, her partner? Um, you know, the man that got her pregnant, is he the father of the other two children? You know, is she in a comfortable relationship that she has somebody to lean on that's right there in the house just going through this with her? Um, I mean, she did say, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't completely terrified, and that scares me for you. Because you should never have to feel alone. So you've reached out to us once. You need to reach out to us again and maybe um, give us more information based upon what we may have said or asked. And we can try and be there for you through the mic. Although probably not a great time since we just announced we may be going off um, air. Maybe we'll pick back up and give a special episode on 46 where maybe, I'm not promising, but maybe we'll do some more mom stories. And if you're one of them... Maybe we'll just feature yours. Mm-hmm. Again, no promises. Um, the only thing I can promise is we are thinking of you through this virtual world and hope that you will reach out to a professional and hope that you do have somebody, at least one person that you deem close enough to you that can take your hand and be there for this ride. Yeah. Right. Um, and yeah. So on that note... Uh, thank you for everyone that uh, wrote in and Has participated. Yep. I appreciate it. I think it gave a little twist on this episode. For and sure. Made us more um, involved and yeah, well, stay, on track stay on track to what we were talking about. Yeah, we didn't derail quite as much, did we? No. Thanks, listeners. Because we had our contributors. Contributors. Yes. I'm not the only one that has trouble with her brain. Mine is because I'm pregnant, though. Mine's because I'm old. Other than that. I have no reason. (laughs) You can always follow our social media pages. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter, The Monster Squad, or at Monster Squad. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok, the underscore monster underscore squad. Um, you can find us on YouTube as well, except this episode won't be. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, <laughs> any mom stories or topics um, you may have, please email them to us at themomstersquad at outlook.com. In the title, put topic or mom story. And then let us know if you would like us to use your name, um, where you're from, or if you would like to remain anonymous. 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 Jen. Other than that, thank you for listening to The, the Monster, Monster Squad. Squad.